Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, you're looking awfully dapper today. Yeah, man. I wear a I wear a collared button-down <laughs> shirt, and you're like the fifth person that I, I wants to know why I dressed up. It happens I to me, I guess I'm doing it right. I hear you. We just don't wear many collared button-up, button-down shirts in our, uh, our line of work. I think I've often. had this J. Crew shirt for... 23 years. 23 years. You know? So you get that thing at like the East River, uh, Carolina Place Mall back in the day? Wherever J. Crew was, South Park, I think. South Park. Oh, you fancy. But, uh, fancy. I got it. Yeah, this is what I thought I needed to dress up a lot, which, you know, and and and, and Reagan asked why I look so nice today. I said, well, thank you. <laughs> What's different um, than every day? I, I was fortunate enough to go quail hunting uh, yesterday late in the season at a cool place called Buchanan Shoals out pat, right past Wadesboro. Okay. Um, really nice place. First time I've ever been there. And, you know, the hunters wear button-down shirts. With I didn't. I had a long-sleeve T-shirt on, but... Made me want to get in the mood, but but the deal is I've been needing to sit down and focus and send some well thought out business plan emails that that I'm overdue on. Okay, two or three I need to knock out and I can, I hadn't got to them. And today's my window. Oh, so I said, listen, I better go. I better feel, and I haven't done them yet, and we're midday already. But I said I gotta feel good so I can get this, so I can get my business knocked out. No, I understand. I got it. It, it. It's crazy how when you plan to. Do, sometimes when I have like a planned block of time like that, that's when I get the most busy. It's all of a sudden. It's like I feel like you kind of get that opportunity to take four or five hours, mm. and everything just kind of lands on it. Well, there you go. And you end up doing it at night. It's hard for me to do. I used to work all night. Now I got them five kids. I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, nah, but uh, we've been traveling a good bit lately. It's, it's good to uh, be with the kids. But I, we were talking about it before we started. My, I'm five for five now. Children with hand, foot, and mouth there disease. You go. Uh, Knox came down with it on his birthday. Turned three last Friday. So, uh, but he's he's on the comeback trail. He's ready. We'll delay his birthday a week. Three years old. That that it just seems like honestly. I know every time you bring Knox up, I bring the story up. Is when we, we did the radio show from the hospital room after Reagan had just delivered Knox and he made this loud. Cry. I cannot believe that was three years ago. And you know Reagan was talking about that the other day. We were talking about stuff around his birthday when Ford was born. The girls couldn't come to the hospital because of the flu was real bad. So, okay, so children couldn't come to the hospital to visit. And when Knox was impending due due late March. He was born yep. around his due date, I think, um, March twenty fourth. She said ar- ar- around December, November, December, they weren't allowing kids into the hospital again. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, kids couldn't, the girls couldn't go watch 
Ford be born, she wanted them to watch the birth, really. Uh, she said, so I was like, oh, yeah, well, it'll be waned off by March. And then no the great big COVID hit. Yeah. The, su- the super flu of all super flus. It got us. So uh, so the kids did not get to come then. And I tell this story. I, I might have said this on the radio. Um, I had never been around anybody that wore masks. Like, it, 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 is, it hasn't been cultural for us in my lifetime no. um, in this region. And at 12 o'clock midnight, Knox was born that evening and at 12 o'clock midnight the novant healthcare system did a did a mass mandate so every single person that worked for the hospital including food services and stuff the rest of the time we were there wore a mask we didn't have to wear a mask so uh well there's a real to, odd time there and they're just now starting to lift that they just lifted it yeah today this I think week, today it, it was it today i know it was either this week or it, last week it may be yesterday i read it i read it in the yeah. news uh last night i don't know if i might have been reading some stale news maybe um but yeah the know. hospital system just left it and my my doctor um who is with atrium my get my annual physical about three weeks ago told me they were lifting that soon say so thought it was gonna feel real weird <laughs> well, it would feel real weird. I mean, it's just part of what you wear. For I mean, the three years they've been wearing these. I things. mean, I feel weird when I wear one now. now I know. How but about for that? a while, we we kind of just felt like that's the way it was. It used was to it. We did get used so, to it. I'm anyway. glad it's gone. Oh um, yeah. What well, your your cup? What are you drinking? Your cup is intriguing me. Has I'm, lots of letters. Man, I, I exercised this morning and I wanted to. I was feeling good. I didn't want a, another go. meal. I had a had a big breakfast uh, meeting. So I so I went to Clean Juice and spent fifteen dollars on a drink. <laughs> How about that? Well, it's it, 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 was, it looks pretty good. My dad would slap me. No, I already drank that drink and then I filled it back up with water. I'm trying to get all my beet juice I can out there of this go. cup. There you go. You know, I figure I got three more refills before it, the pink goes away. That's what I do with the uh, you know <laughs> with the uh, electrolyte mix that Doug Crouch gave me. Have you gotten an electrolyte mix from Doug Crouch? No. Oh man. I bet you who he'll listen I've to the show. He'll get you some electrolyte mix. I had electrolyte mix. I like that. It's organic. Stuff. No, no, no carbs. No, no sugar. No nothing. It's That's good. Get, what that nice little strawberry you feel flavor. special? I feel great. You look great. No. <laughs> I told you earlier you look like David McGuire, and you just said he's in such good shape uh, that that was a compliment. Well, he was in the same room. I don't know if you thought maybe you saw him knocking on the door, but. I don't know. We well, he, do- he is. He is. He's, he's, he's definitely gotten in, in some, you can tell. He's gotten some shape. you gotten in shape. Look at you, buddy. <laughs> you still running? Oh, yeah. How, you, are you running how many miles a month or a week? So I'm trying to do 1,000 miles in the in 2023. I think Travis Mercer did that, my brother-in-law. Did he? I did 100 in December. I, and the only reason, I, I really don't care if I do 1,000. I mean, it'd be great to hit that goal. But for me, it's just something. I'm a pretty competitive person. Somebody you know. said yesterday, everything that you monitor, you, you, you're more intentional. Yeah, that's about. right. And what I tracks, agree with what that. you get, what you track gets done. Right. And we're we still humans, so we're still gonna mess up. But uh, well, we got a wonderful sh- guest today on our yeah, show. We got one of my very dear friends. Uh, we we met through church uh, probably a decade and a half ago. Barry Small, a uh, wonderful family friend, got great stories, and he's a Marine veteran. Yeah, saw so that. we have that in common with my father. So uh, I can't wait to hear what Barry has to say when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. 
We are your hosts. If you miss the first segment, go back, hit the podcast, hit the like button, all the stuff you're supposed to do. Uh, because we have a, a director of social media now. That's right. right. Sarah, PR marketing manager for social media, Sarah Strahouse. Yeah, she's putting us to work. I hear she's got getting some activity there on Instagram. There we are. Yeah, we are Instagram. I wouldn't know. Facebook. I'm, I'm a hold out. If if I gotta go look at my own Instagram, our our company's Instagram for it to be special, then I think I'm not. I need to figure something else out to do. Well, don't be like Trent. Everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Y'all it. need to get on Instagram. <laughs> get on it. And Facebook. You're supposed there, to be yeah. addicted to it. That's it. All social media. Hey Barry. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good this morning. Good. Good. I think Barry uh, recently came off a uh, Disney trip, right? Yes, we did. How was there that? There you go. It was very, um, you know, with the pandemic and all, and at that time there were a lot of um, cancellation of flights. Um, so we had a daughter out of Seattle, and she couldn't make it with our one granddaughter. So we had two granddaughters and a son there. So it was sort of bittersweet, you know. Very entertaining though to watch the two young girls. Oh yeah, seven and five. Oh man, great How many Disney. times have you been to Disney with your family? This is my second time. You're saying because you, you were telling me before y'all went, you, talking about your previous time being there. Yeah, I think about two times you got checked the box. <laughs> well, my box checked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you've been on a Disney cruise though, right? Yes, and just by chance we're going on a second one. The granddaughter that couldn't make it to Disney over Christmas, uh, we're taking on a San Diego Disney cruise Okay, in so, October. So you have a beautiful, lovely wife, Betty. Yes. And how many grandchildren do you have? Four. Four. All girls, or do you? All girls. Yeah. Wow! I wanted to get a grandson so I could take him hunting, but uh, I'm going to have to have some pink camouflage. There, hey, that, that works. That can work. Hey, women are smarter than men, dog. I don't know if you've heard that. I mean, Trent went hunting yesterday, so I mean, I'm sure if he can do it, pretty much anybody can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hunt quail? No, I hunt deer and uh, wild hog. Wild, wild hog. hogs. Yeah. I've never hunted a wild hog from a helicopter. Been around it. No, no, usually they're in a stand. <laughs> have you ever yeah. seen people doing that, though, in Texas? That's insane. But apparently turkey season opens April the 1st. Okay. That's correct. And I'm lear- I learned this because I was around these yeah, hunters. I'm, I'm impressed. At, at, at Buchanan Shoals. And it lasts a month. In South Carolina, which we were real close to South Carolina, I think it opened the week before April 1st, so it stays open one more week or it might. See, South Carolina has zones, so it depends. Down towards the coast, it opens before, but um, up here where we are, over in like York County and all, it opens open the first. Okay. Yeah. Well, these folks that hunt turkeys are are really proud of it and They're say it's very it. addictive to do because it's the dance and the call and all that stuff. It is. It is. It's very exciting, and you know, turkeys their their eyesight is superior, so if they see any movement. They're gone. They, you hear a little pick, pick, and they're That's gone. That's why my dad I used to always call me a dumb turkey. Well, so, that I can see so well. I'll tell you a little something about turkey hunting. Uh, I one time went in college. Uh, I'd never hunted before in my life. I didn't grow up around hunting. It just wasn't something that we did. And I went with another guy that was real into hunting in college. And we went and we shot at it. We shot at a turkey, or he shot at a turkey and missed. Well, we came back to school 
and I was telling this story, and some guy that really knew about hunting was like, dude, it's not turkey season. Do you know how much trouble you could have gotten into? I was like, I had had no clue, right? I mean, no idea. But it, it was like, this is not, you don't hunt I don't know season. if you should have said that on the radio. You don't hunt out of season. We didn't shoot it. <laughs> That was a long time that ago. That was a long too. time ago. 66? Um, that was the year 1950. Uh, go to break, TJ. Go to break. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. Yeah, so, so, long story short, is you were talking about seasons. That, that's a pretty important thing not to hunt out of season. Don't, don't, don't. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the coolest thing, and I'm not the lead hunter. I go with my yeah. friends, and I've been fortunate enough to be introduced to quail hunting, pheasant hunting, duck hunting. Uh, the coolest thing about it is uh, it, it's really conservation-based. 100%. I mean, they want to protect the species. They want to grow the species. They utilize the meat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, give it, eat it or give it to people that can eat it. I mean, it, it's all used. And uh, the respect and, and, and how disciplined these folks yeah. are that that hunt is, is it's a real good example. Yeah, I believe so. The ma- major majority of them are good hunters, good sportsmen. Yeah, and um, you have a few out there that need to be cold. But that's um, it. Mm. And and they'll they'll call you. I mean, it's no yeah. joke to, if you're if you're a bad hunter and you're not following the policies and the rules. I mean, that, I think the DNR. Is everybody under, I've been around, real every, nice job. Everybody I've been around polices themselves yep. extremely well. Um, and, and it's all by the rules, and which I like. Um, no, I have since learned, uh, and, and have been hunting with with my in laws uh, in Indiana. You're right. I mean, it's we're not allowed to take the dogs out of the the crate until someone has said, "I'm cleaning whatever you know, we hunt rabbit, cleaning the rabbit, and I'm going to take them home and eat them." They don't mm. even come out. I mean, that's, it's, I, I agree with you, Trent. I think it's it's cool to see that, and kind of get a bad name for it, but it's not the truth. So, Barry, how long have you been in Charlotte? Uh, since June 1987. June 1987. What brought you to Charlotte? Where are you from? I'm from up around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, oh a little town called Cannonsburg. And yes, I'm a Yankee that moved down here. Wow. Um, at, least, at least you know. He owns it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about that. Um, there we I, go. When I first got here, you know, I, I was in, I, I, I worked with customs and I come from a police department and they told me a place to stay, and it was sort of a joke because I didn't know. I paid for a week in advance, and I stayed at the Charlotte Motor Inn. <laughs> and I was reading the newspaper, and the newspaper said prostitution raid, Lake Placid. And I thought, man, I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> and I look out the out the window, and it's across the street. <laughs> and then I notice all the taxi cabs, you know. So, But, but anyways, I get in a car with an they inspector. They him. They did, yeah. yes. And nobody ever admitted it, you know. <laughs> I got in a car with another inspector, and um, we're total silence. And I just make the comment, we're riding past the airport where they just dug some soil away to put up the lights for the aircraft landing. Yeah. And there was red clay there. And I just made the comment, it's going to take, uh, used to getting seeing that red clay. And he just looks at me. Now, he hadn't said two words to me the whole time. And he <laughs> said, well, you know what that's from, don't you? That's from the blood of the Confederate soldiers. And I thought, holy cow, I moved all the way <laughs> Down really? here, and and then we went to a bonded warehouse, which you know customs administers bonded warehouses. Okay, and walk in, and he introduces me to this young lady at the counter, and he said, "This is Barry." He has his voice, and he said, "This is Barry Small. This is he's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania." <laughs> and she looks at me, and she said, "You a Yankee, or are you a that Dang, type of Yankee?" Yankee you know? yeah. Are you and, kidding me? No, and I thought, "Holy cow!" 
This is 87, man. Yes. These people tough in 87. <laughs> Southern hospitality, Charlotte's baby. Charlotte's come a long way. Everybody that comes out here says we're too nice now. But I, um, they, that's funny. It's treated me well here. They, uh, mm-hmm. they were hazing you, Barry. They were. So mm-hmm. explain this. I, I, I bonded warehouse. You, you just say customs and ministers. Yeah, I see I all the bonded too. warehouses around the airport and stuff. They say bonded warehouse. What's, what's that? Define that. Uh, bond, there's two types of bonded warehouses. One was just with a bond for the merchandise in. And then there's a bonded customs bonded warehouse. Okay. And actually what that is for tariff purposes, that bonded warehouse, that specific section, is outside the United States for tariff purposes only. So they don't have to pay the tariffs for the import taxes coming in. Really? Yeah. yeah. Man, as much as I know about warehouses and yeah, I've never heard that before. property. Not that I think I know a lot. I mm-hmm. had never, I, I never knew that. I thought they just that was just the name of it. And I had no clue customs got. I mean, I had no idea they were involved with this. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of them around Charlotte. So what all does customs do? I mean, obviously we know we we managed airport, and we were coming up on a break here, so we might have to kind of hold that for, yeah. the, for the next segment. But I think that'd be really interesting to hear. Okay. So, so you were you were a police officer in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I was in a little city outside of Pittsburgh, Washington, Pennsylvania. Okay, for ten years, and during that time, I was going to college on the GI Bill. So I went to college and got a um, master's degree and. Tried to find a job in that field that I got my master's degree in, but it just seemed that um, they were more interested in my police background. So at at the urging of a family member, they said, why don't you take the federal law enforcement test? And I did, and I passed. And I had three options there. And I had customs, um, it was um, ATF, and... um, Like the FBI or somewhere like that? No, it was, um, gosh... Border Patrol. Border Patrol. Okay. Border Patrol, okay, Customs, yeah. ATF. And I immediately got a job offer with Customs to come for an interview. And when I was there, they offered me the job. And I told him well, I was sort of still checking out my uh, options. And he said, um, he explained what each does, and I took Customs. And that yeah. was the best. You know, that was God doing for me what That's I couldn't really do for myself. That is crazy. Okay, and I want to go back to your days in the Marine Corps. Uh, will you hang around with us for a few minutes? Sure. All right, Barry Small. We still got Patrick here for some reason. When you, we return, <laughs> you're listening to At Home with Roby. Got him. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, we got Barry Small in the I mean, house. If you hadn't learned anything today, you need to go back to bed. And if you didn't learn, Trent does not have an Instagram page, but we do. So we do. And you need the addiction. The, yeah. <laughs> Swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> Swipe up. Swipe down. Yeah, it's crazy. Is that what you do? I don't know. It's like that dance for does. What's it called? That thing. The kids are doing. I don't. Is he get the gritty? I don't, I don't know what it's called. He does it pretty good. But Trent, we're talking about. We were talking a little bit. But obviously, going through uh, Barry's telling us some stories about himself. But he got on. He, he was a police officer, uh, right outside of Pittsburgh. You were a Marine, and also we got a little bit talking about customs. I mean, I had no idea there was this much. Of, that went I into told you this man was interesting. I, he very well. He was interesting. He walks in with his United States Marine Corps hat. Yep. I'm like, you got my attention right away. So let's go back. I, we want to. He was saying something during break about yep. customs relative yep. to Charlotte. We're going to go back though, Barry. You 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 wear the you wear the uh, Marine Corps very proud all the time. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. Thank you 
thank you for serving. Tell us a little bit about about your history in the armed services yeah, with the Marines. Um, you know, I, I was when I graduated high school, I knew I didn't want to go to college. You know, I wanted to get out of school. I spent a year floundering, and um, I don't know what made me join the Marine Corps, but I joined. And my dad tried to talk me out of it, but um, I did. And that was probably that I grew, achieving the title of a Marine was probably the most life experience and thing that I've ever done in my life. Wow! wow. You know, and now you know family's great and family's high up there, but achieving that title, you know, going through three months of boot camp was um, was an ordeal, and I successfully did it, and. Um, I did fairly well. So when I got out, um, I was offered a uh, position to go into, what, the 5811 field, which is a military police field. Okay. And so while I was in the Marine Corps, I was in the military police. And I was stationed at Camp Lejeune, uh, went to Fort Gordon, Georgia, for a military police academy, and then um, received an offer or a billet to go overseas. I was in Marine Barracks, Morocco, for a little over a year and a half. Mm which is a Marine Security Guard detachment. Came back to Camp Lejeune, was there in the division MPs. I actually re-enlisted for six years at that time. I was going to go into counterintelligence, but they couldn't fulfill the contract. So they gave me the option to go back to the field I was in. So I went to division military police, which was a tactical-type unit, and we were assigned to different battalions. And I actually caught a um, float, which was on the USS Nashville, for the Caribbean to do beach landings in Puerto Rico. And then on July 4th, um, 1976, which was the bicentennial, we were part of a force that went into New York City during the bicentennial celebration. And we were a part of a uh, convoy of 200 ships that met out at sea with con- ships from all over the country. Wow. It was really, um, really, really something. And then I came back to Camp Lejeune, and um, I got out. And I gave myself what I said was six months to um, find a job as a police officer, and I did. And I didn't go back in the Marine Corps. And I could very much kick myself many times for not staying in or at least joining the reserves. Mm-hmm. But that's probably one of the proudest and biggest achievements in my life as far as being personal. Well, it's well thank me, you. Yeah, it's giving me a chill, and, chill and, bumps and, thinking and about I, it. It just made me think of it. Patrick and I are real good friends and and have supported over time uh, Paul Little and Kathy Little. Oh yeah, uh, has Paul been on the radio? I don't know if he I don't has. think they have. But he, he would be wonderful. He was our computer tech yeah, company, IT guy, yeah. and he hung up his cleats and he went down and lives at Camp Lejeune, and and is like the leader in their Christian ministry. Yeah, there. he's doing a Christian ministry. Yeah. So uh, and I, and I think he my would, dad's came through Camp Lejeune too. Uh, what do you say? No, I said I think Paul would. I mean, I, I, he 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 is very Marine through and through. I really haven't ever met anyone that was in the Marines that is not. <laughs> it's a very all the armed forces. It's the smallest one. Yeah, you know, and the forces actually fluctuated. You know, during World War II, it was up to probably like three hundred fifty thousand, four hundred. Um, then it was you know during the Vietnam area, I believe. Not these aren't exact figures or just estimates, but. It decreased some, and probably now you know with the with the new commandant in the Marine Corps, they're I believe their forces are below two hundred thousand now. So you know the camaraderie and the um, just the um, 
that fraternity of brotherhood yeah. Yeah. is just. Yeah. Um, well, we, we have, we have uh, at, the, at the Ruby Family Companies, we're very fortunate we have a lot of veterans that work work with us. And, uh, you know, it's funny, they'll kind of get around after maybe a pop or two on a Friday afternoon and start poking each other on, on which branch does what. And uh, typically it usually lands on the ones that are not Marines, acknowledging the ones that are Marines as being, you know, the toughest and, and, and the most the most hardcore Um it, it it doesn't normally start that way, but it kind of usually they all kind of come to that. Yeah, okay, yeah, you guys are, mm-hmm. y'all are y'all are the real deal. Well, you know, I do believe that the Marine Corps. I always said if I ever went into combat, I would want to be in in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I think some I people do. say the same thing. Well, yeah. Well, I, I was fortunate enough. We were fortunate enough last week to sponsor yeah, a Medal of Honor luncheon that. in Charlotte. Took I had four seats. I took uh, went with three of our veterans. Um, Two, excuse me, one army and two marines. Okay, and and they were chiding each other. Oh and yeah. The, and the joke going on was marines. All they need is a crayon and to try to stay within the lines. I can't. It's like somebody say if you got air, if you got warm air coming on your mouth, you, you pass the test. Uh, <laughs> the mirror but, test. But but I bet there was fifteen to twenty. This is a national yeah. medal of honors luncheon. There was fifteen to twenty medal of honor recipients in this room. And I think there's only been a little over 3,000 Medal of Honor recipients since 1866 is when they started it. And since then, there's been 41 million U.S. servicemen and women. And only a little over 3,000 Medal of Honor recipients. That's unbelievable. Is that crazy? That is crazy. And I think there's only... 30 that are alive today, and I bet there was 15. In the, it was crazy. I didn't know any of this. So I have this Medal of Honor book they gave out, and I'm, I'm trying to read an article every night about it just so I can learn about it mm-hmm. out of respect. But it was so cool to see the, the different branches giving each other a hard time. It's really moving, too. If you ever go to Washington, D.C. to go to the Pentagon, they have a special wing there that they have the Medal of Honor recipients, and it's wow. really uh, moving. Yeah. Wow. I'm 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 learning about it. I'm, I started to tell Reagan some stuff last night. So I'm gonna hold it in for a little while to <laughs> make sure I know what I'm talking about. You know, read three pages. You think you know the whole book? <laughs> that doesn't work. Remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Barry, you said when you came to Charlotte, when you were hired uh, for customs, that there was five agents in Charlotte. Did I say that correctly? Five customs inspectors. Inspectors. Yeah. Yeah, agents are a separate division of the customs service. At that time, the inspectors were stationed at the borders and charlotte was considered a functional equivalent of the border because we had international flights landing in charlotte plus we had inbound cargo that was sealed at ports of entry such as charleston miami new york los angeles sent to charlotte to be cleared so you said now there are how many inspectors roughly i, I bet probably over 50 close to 60 to 70 probably well, yeah and what and I asked you during the break, is that a function of the size of the airport? And you said Yes. Yes, it is a function <laughs> of the airport. Plus it is a function of the freight coming from other yeah. places to clear. And um when I've got hired in nineteen eighty seven here in Charlotte, we had no international passenger flights. We had private flights coming in from Canada. Really? And we had cargo flights coming in from Zurich and other places like that. But um, in 1989, the first Piedmont flight came in from London, and I was privy to uh, be on the inspectional crew that cleared that first flight coming into really? Charlotte. Yeah. 
That's, with that's crazy. That, and so nineteen eighty nine. I didn't realize. I that. had no. I clue. thought it was twenty years prior to that. Uh, I mean, it, you think about we were that. doing international flights. Well, you you have international flights, but they were cargo flights with crews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there were no passengers except coming out of. Canada, or if they had special overflight exemptions Goodness for the Caribbean gracious. or whatever. So you got people coming to New York, then to Charlotte or Atlanta, and then to Charlotte. So not anything direct. Correct. And wow. and you said that we were for a period of time. I still think we're a humongous hub of trucking, and, and now our train depot that's over by the airport, our rail yard. Uh, but you said we were number two in the nation in trucking. That's correct. At one time, Charlotte was the number two city in the United States for trucking. It was a hub coming from the north and the east and the west and the distribution. The Charlotte would be a distribution center. Go Charlotte! <laughs> Give them Yankees a hard time. No, that was no, that was a joke. Well, Barry, man, it's been wonderful talking to you, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's been good for here. On. Yeah. You mean you offset Patrick so much? No, I got to stop. Killing me. Crushing me. I'm just so happy to be with you. Well, thank you. uh, Thank (laughs) you, Barry Small, for being here. Please give Betty a a hug and a kiss. Uh, We have to do dinner. I think we can do dinner soon. And I will also say I talk about going to the uh, 50 Years Farm Progress Tractor Show with my buddies Bill Cathy, Bruce Doan. Uh, and Barry Small, we've we've gone together several times, yes, and we man. have one coming up in August. F- Ford's going to jump on the bandwagon with us again, so he's all excited. I'm I bet all he excited. Is. He enjoyed it last time. So two years uh, ago. we're looking forward to it. But yeah, thank you, Barry. Thank you for your friendship, man, and thank you, thank you for how you carry yourself. You're a great example. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back in a second. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm a Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are... So my definition of the show, when I tell people to to ask them if they listen to the show, is I want people to learn something that they never thought they were going to learn when they listen to the show. And laugh. And I want them to have fun, feel good, and go do the golden rule to other people. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I don't even know if we need to do this last segment. Patrick, can I, I'm, man, I show my love in an odd way, but but I've been chatting you today because I hadn't, we've been texting and talking on the phone. I hadn't seen you in a I thought of maybe days. you were upset that I finally got over the hump and beat you in golf. I thought maybe we were just upset still. Oh, this is really? I've been waiting to, to bring this up for. Goodness gracious. Barry, he got me like 13 times in a row, and I finally got him one. And he was like, hey, you want to keep playing? Nope. <laughs> we're, I'm going home. Patrick's a much superior golfer than me. <laughs> now, I My games come along. There. I'm better than I used to be with you. He, well, I, I have to give a shout out. So I was, I've been helping. You know, I'm a volunteer when I'm able to go for my daughter Scarlett's softball team. And I just shag balls and kind of help the coach. The coach is great. Um, his name is Bert Rodriguez. And then last night we were at practice and he said, You're on the radio. Huh? I was like, Huh? He goes, At home with Roby. I was riding down the road. Over the weekend, I heard your voice on the radio. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So give a shout-out. We're, we're, we're 0-2 right now. We're playing Myers Park tonight. Maybe we we'll, maybe we want him to. I don't know. Ford's got his first coach pitch game tonight. Yeah. Uh, he had a, It was last night. It got uh, field, fields were wet. So yeah. he's all excited. If I can get him to stay, keep his weight back when he's at bat. <laughs> you know, Don't lunge at the ball, buddy. Get, turn them hips. It's all power through the hips. Move the hands, right? Get the hands. So, uh 
he does good until he gets out there in the game, and I and I and I definitely can feel this. You get out there in the game and you turn into an, an alien or something. You're like, hey, but he's young. He's only eight, and he's coming along. And it, I'll tell you what's cool though with Ford and my girls. Parents can appreciate this when they're real young. You're like, oh, are they ever gonna get it? Like yeah. they just don't get it. And then you see them progress over a little bit of time, over a couple years as as they mature. And uh, they kind of start to get get the game. Um, my girls get soccer pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's just a good, it's fun to watch the the, added, the positive attitudes, the teamwork, um, encouraging each other. I mean, I, I think it's so important for any kid to really be a part of some sort of team. Um, as so, what position up. does Scarlet play? She does a little left field, okay. or right field. I hear you. She played a little second base last uh, last game. So, yeah, uh, Ford's they, they playing some good players. Shortstop in their first scrimmage. We'll see. Uh, the pitcher stands right in front of them, so I don't know if, if that's intentional or not. Uh, <laughs> we will see, but uh, but I tell you, him and the him and Cam and Maddie that live across the street. Oh yeah, I, I mean every afternoon now they're to the age, you know, seven and eight and nine. They're every day. They're throwing the football. Yep. Then they're playing basketball. Then they're going down in the woods now. Finally, and they're. Looking, looking for junk. Brought out a tire and a mailbox. I'm like, what good is this? Because in the back of my pickup truck, fills up our dumps. You're paying for that, Patrick. A bunch of ma- a bunch of old bills. <laughs> is there a bunch of old bills in the mailbox? Yeah, exactly. Put them down there with the rest of them. <laughs> Why does that say Haston? <laughs> like, we worry. found a mailbox. It's like the greatest thing ever. Don't worry about and that. I have to temper my grown upness and be like. That is so cool, you know. Put it in the back of my truck. <laughs> Don't think my truck up, I'll Put boy. it in a special spot. Uh, but it's so cool to see how excited these guys get finding this treasure, you know. And uh, well, I grew up in that creek, so. Uh, well, I was about to say, we did the same stuff, right? I you mean, know. A mailbox isn't something you just find every other day. Um, any Especially head? one with really good patina. <laughs> so much patina that it, you can see through it. <laughs> That's funny. Any, uh, any any snakes out yet? Man, I hadn't seen a snake this year. I was a little Knock concerned. Uh, Got a little warm there. I was a little concerned when I was hunting yesterday. Um, yeah. I asked the guys, did you see any snakes that I killed two, three weeks ago? It was a little warm. I said, what were they? He said, one rattler and one co- copperhead. Yeah. So No uh, thanks. Mm, get you some of that, Eastern no, North Carolina. thanks. But, uh, yeah, I, I so I worry all about the boys being down in the woods with snakes. I mean, but they're pretty. They, they understand it. But but I was in the woods. Well, what makes us? What makes? I mean, let the boys play. Yep. Come on, teach them if something happens to get up that hill and we'll, we'll get them get fixed. A, get a tourniquet and off we go. Hopefully, yeah. So, uh, did you have fun today, Patrick? I did. I really Man, enjoyed hearing. You from enjoy Barry. spending time with Barry? I do. Now you know how these uh, fourteen-hour road trips sound. Yeah. <laughs> well uh well we hope y'all had fun listen go do the golden rule today treat others the way you want to be treated thank you for patronizing our show at home with roby have a wonderful sunday